0: When our oldest child, Jack, was born, I learned quickly that people do not merely want to hear about the baby. The name, the weight, the time of birth, the other details about the child, no. And how is the mother, people would ask. Thus teaching me the phrase, the baby and the mother are fine. Well, tonight I want to say to us that the baby is fine. The baby is where we expect him to be, he's swaddled, he's resting, and that allows us to turn our attention to his mother, which is what Luke does as the story concludes. But Mary pondered, Luke writes, the story ending much the same way that it began with the mother, Mary. In Luke's telling, after all the light and noise and drama, after all of the coming and going, there is this contrasting phrase, but Mary, as if to say that there is something different about her and her place in the whole story, and so there was something different about her from the very beginning. With this phrase, but Mary pondered, Luke in this birth narrative takes us back to the Annunciation, when Mary first hears from the angel. In that story, after the angel had announced the news, the Gospel of Luke says, but Mary was troubled and she pondered. Don't forget, before it was anything else, Christmas was a major interruption of Mary's life. It was a disturbance of dreams. It was a defiance of conventions. It was disrupted order, a frightening appearance of an angel, and a scandalous, unforeseen change of plans. A life is full of interruptions. We know this. How many times have we been in the middle of a task or a plan when something happens that we did not at all anticipate? How many times have we been in the midst of a thoughtful moment or a meaningful conversation when our pocket buzzes, and if even for a moment it startles us, it draws our focus away? And then how many times has that buzzing pocket or that ringing phone been early in the morning or late at night when it signals the kind of news that can not only interrupt but totally shock and change our lives. Our lives are full of interruptions, we know this. We're clicking along when there's something that interrupts us no less than a star against the sky or an angelic choir amidst the night shift or an announcement to a young woman in a nowhere town. And at first it was terrifying for Mary. Mary. So much so that the angel says those words that echo throughout the story of Christ coming to us, do not be afraid. When of course Mary has every reason to be afraid. Even before this unexpected news, she was a poor adolescent girl living on the outer borders of the imposing Roman Empire with fears of poverty and hunger and sickness and widowhood and violence and death. And now she's having to imagine the potential of carrying a baby when she was not married. There were customs. There were conventions. She would surely be embarrassed. And this would become for her and for her family a scandalous moment. Beyond simply an interruption, this was a threat to Mary. And how many people would have rejected it, ignored it, or let it pass to someone else? But Mary... Mary pondered, and the Greek word means that she turned things over in her mind. She paid attention, you see. She considered it deeply. She's not vacant. She's not just some servant that's waiting to be ordered around. For lest we forget, Mary gets to decide what to do. Mary gets to decide what to make of this disturbance in her life. This was not simply something that happened to her. Without her willingness, she has to decide whether to say yes or no to this call of God. The poet Denise Levertov has alluded to this in her wonderful poem entitled Annunciation. We are told of meek obedience, she writes, but no one mentions courage. The Spirit did not enter her without consent, God waited for Mary's decision. She could have said no, you see. She could have decided it was not the time, not the way she wanted to go, or the thing she was prepared to do, but Mary... Mary seems to understand it all more than anyone else in the whole story, and in doing so, Mary gives us a model of what we might do when we are startled or disturbed in our own lives because we so often have our lives sketched out the way we want them to go, but sometimes they are interrupted. And when you are interrupted, when you're startled by something that you did not foresee, what will you do? Well, right at first, when Mary hears the angel's news, Luke says she is troubled, and she begins to wonder what sort of news this might be, what it will mean for her, because Mary, too, had a plan for her life. And she is troubled, and how could she not be? Her response is so honest, it's so thoughtful. She is greatly troubled, she's wondering what it means. And if only you and I could do more of the same. Are you paying attention to your life? That's really the question of this story. Pay attention. Stop. Wait. Don't simply click along without noticing. We need to be troubled more often. We need to weep harder than we weep. We need to laugh more loudly than we laugh. We need our hearts to break more readily in compassion for others. We need to think carefully and turn things over in our minds. We need to pray better prayers, more honest prayers. Because a life of faith is a life that is sometimes troubled. A life of faith is a life that sometimes has to ponder. And so Mary then asks questions of God, or at least of the divine representative standing before her. How can this be, she asks. Which is another way she models for us how we might approach our own lives Yes, somewhere along the way, some of us learned that it is unfaithful to question God, that it's somehow bad form, that it's a sign of irreverence for us to dare to raise our voices in curiosity or to challenge something that is happening around us. Some of us learned in church not to ask questions, that a life of faith is a life of certainty, we might have been told. Or some of us learned it from families that wanted all to be settled and stable and not disrupted by our curiosity. Some of us might have somehow learned it in ourselves, in our own discomfort with the complexities of our lives and our need for things to just be simple and at ease. Who knows where we learned that we should not question God, but we did not learn it from Mary. How can this be, she asks. Because the life of faith is a life of curiosity, a life that talks back to God, that stays up late into the night, wondering and troubled and inquiring and challenging with whatever divine representative we can find within earshot of us. How can this be, God? Make some sense of this. Help me to understand. If you want me to be faithful, then help me to see why this is here and why this is here for me. And when she asks, notice she comes to understand more. She grasps better what God is doing and why this has come to her. Because finally, in the end, because Mary is troubled, and because she speaks, and because she wonders, and because she asks questions, Mary comes to understand. And she comes to even see herself more clearly. And she says, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be for me as you have said. A prayer that all these years later continues to say, God, I understand that this moment in my life has come from you, and I embrace it. You have something to teach me about you, about me, about the life of faith, which is what we all must do amidst the things that disrupt us. Some of the worst moments of my life have been interruptions. And I mean terrifying moments of loss and pain and suffering and illness a buzzing phone with the worst kind of news a news flash of another episode of violence bigotry racism or hatred there are interruptions that i am confident did not come from the god who seeks the good for all of us but then if i'm paying attention to my life if i'm pondering i sense that some of the most important moments Some of the holiest moments. They are also moments that I could have never seen coming. And sometimes these were no less frightening and uncertain, no less demanding, but they were full of the goodness that I know God seeks for me and for this world. Things that sometimes have given a chance I might have tried to avoid. Small and momentary things like somebody dropping by or a conversation I wasn't planning on or a knock on the door or a call or a text, but also the big things, the huge momentous things like a move, or the arrival of a child, or a new understanding of self and call. My spouse, my partner in life, was at first a kind of interruption. I was just walking across campus one day, early in my second year of college. Hey, have you met Jenny Warner? I think you might be from the same hometown, someone said. And who knew how that initial introduction would become the most important relationship in my entire life? Or my children, in the best sense of the word, they're probably the greatest interruptions of my life. Jenny and I had just moved to New York and some of you know that we had done so amidst the grief of having just lost a pregnancy in its earliest stages. And because of this, not long after our move, Jenny had a follow-up visit with her doctor. It seemed a routine appointment. She was going by herself. In fact, I was across the country for a meeting for a few days and I was walking out of my hotel room to grab morning coffee with a friend when my cell phone buzzed in my pocket and my wife told me that she was expecting a baby. And how can this be? And the boy that started out as unexpected and in times unimagined news will turn 13 in February. And of course, in so many ways, First Baptist Church of Greensboro was at first an interruption in my life. It was a message blinking on my office phone from the pastor search committee that would become the start of asking good questions and praying deep prayers and finding real, meaningful community and dear colleagues, and the most meaningful work of my life. And what about you? Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention to your life? Are you wondering? Are you pondering? Are you noticing those moments that come, unsuspected and startling, though they may be, what will you make of them? What will they teach you about God? What will they teach you about yourself? Because Christmas, before it was anything else, was a kind of interruption. A startled young woman in an unknown town hears of an unexpected child who will be born in the unwanted setting of a stable to all of those unsuspecting witnesses and ultimately grow to completely disrupt the patterns and powers of this world and interrupt our lives with a whole new way of being. And so many just rush right by it. They fail to make room for it. They even try to avoid it, silence it. They even try to eliminate it altogether. Well, for tonight, at least, the baby is fine. But the mother, but Mary, Mary is pondering. Mary is paying attention. Mary is praying. Mary is considering deeply. Mary is understanding it better than anyone else. I am the Lord's servant. May it be with me as you have said. And so, friends, may we say the same this Christmas. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.